This is Family Time 125, and we're talking about opposing views. This falls under the responsible decision-making, social-emotional learning competency. It's important for us to see both sides of an issue, to consider multiple perspectives. When we were talking about biases, we discussed the idea of confirmation bias. That's something that really impacts our world, our contemporary society, because it's so easy for us to find information. But too often, we only seek information that confirms our previously held notions. That's dangerous. We don't open ourselves up to new ideas and new perspectives. We don't empathize with other people when we close ourselves off and create an echo chamber where it's only our own previously held beliefs kind of bouncing back to us. It's important for us to examine opposing views because if we don't, we don't even really have a conviction. We have a bias. That's such an important concept that I want you to understand. I don't want my students to necessarily think how I think or believe what I believe. I want you to think. I want you to come up with your own beliefs, your own convictions, your own values. And if those align with certain belief systems or schools of thoughts that you adhere to, that's great. That's wonderful. But if you're not willing to examine the other side, if you're not willing to at least consider the perspectives of someone who may have a different view than you, then you're not, you're not establishing a conviction. You're just regurgitating something that's been given to you. You're just adhering to a bias. So what we're going to do this week is I want you to pick an issue. Some social issue, a school issue, whatever it is. I want you to pick some issue. And I don't want you to argue for your side of it. I want you to consider what the different viewpoints. It may be totally polar opposite opposing views. Or there may be a wide variety of views, but that's what I want you to do. I want you to consider what views exist around this issue and why those views may exist. That's it. Too often we see in media, in politics, we see people just shouting their own opinions and trying to prove the other side wrong instead of spending the time to examine what the different viewpoints are. When we do that, then we can decide, well, this is what I agree with, this is what I disagree with. But it becomes a real decision. It becomes a real conviction. It becomes part of us instead of just an argument. As an example, I'm going to work a little more broadly. But if we're thinking different views between what it's sometimes labeled as, say, 
conservative versus liberal. And we hear that a lot in politics, but just in general, some people tend to be more conservative. Some people tend to be more liberal. And we often attach a lot of things to those words. We attach a lot of political and social policies to those words. But in general, in broad terms, to be more conservative essentially means you want to protect the things that you have. You want to be a little more independent control, a more liberal viewpoint would be more a sharing of things, a more distribution, but then sometimes more oversight, more maybe broad acceptance of things. Those are things we attach to those words, and that's kind of in a broad sense what they sort of mean. We often get so polarized, so separated, because we think that, oh, if if somebody identifies as Republican or Democrat, as conservative or liberal, then they hold these ideas, and we hold these ideas on the other side, whatever side it is, so then that's wrong, and we're right, and We're just going to fight against that as opposed to considering why those thoughts and feelings exist. And when we do that, we recognize that almost all of our political policies, all of our social policies, even when they're opposing stem from the same thoughts and feelings and desires and fears. We're all human beings. We all have very similar desires and fears and ambitions. And then we go about putting those things into the world and protecting them in different ways. If you're thinking of just a, as a society, And if we were to shrink society down into like a small tribe of human beings. The conservative viewpoint would be, look, we need to be strong. We need to be independent. We need to be able to make sure that another tribe can't come in and overtake us. We have to protect our loved ones and protect the things that we have and take care of our own own group. That's not an irrational idea. It's a very nice idea. On the flip side, the more liberal viewpoint would be like, well, if we have these things, we need to share them. We need to help other people. We need to extend a a hand and make those connections. Again, that's a nice idea. We're going to reach out and help these other things. If our little tribe were to get far too conservative, that we isolate ourselves and don't connect with outside people and 
become focused too much on just keeping what we have, that can become tyrannical. That can become a negative thing. On the flip side, if our little tribe were to get so far liberal that we're not worried about protecting what we have at all, we're doling it all out to anyone who comes along, then we lose the things that we have. And we can get overrun by somebody who wants to take it from us. And that's not good either. My point with all of this, and again, I never want to put a political view or a social view onto anyone else, but I want us to consider that even in a political setting, in a social setting, it's important for us to have different viewpoints. It is necessary for us to have people who are more conservative-leaning. It is also important for us to have people who are more liberal-leaning. It creates a series of checks and balances so one viewpoint doesn't gain too much power so that we can protect ourselves and protect what we have but also extend a hand to other people and be a well-rounded society. And sure, some people are going to lean more one way. Some people are going to lean more another way. That's life. What becomes a problem and what has become a problem socially is we started to group up so much that now there's at least a lot of rhetoric that the other side's opinions are just wrong and have no merit. Well, that's just not true. And what I do want from all of you, from my students, is as you go through life, to think. To consider what the other viewpoints are and why they exist. If you are really honest about why a, a differing view exists, it probably exists for a similar reason to why your viewpoint exists. Because of your experiences. Because of your values. Because of your hopes and desires and goals and dreams and fears. That's why the other person has their viewpoints as well. And they may be different than yours. But if we can really look at why our views exist not just what they are, then we can begin to empathize and we can establish our own convictions. Until next time, much love.